Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word and our Bible study. I trust God that you are doing well, you and your loved ones, and you are enjoying the goodness of the Lord. God is so good. He's so faithful. He's so merciful. He's so kind. He is doing us good, and I hope you are enjoying that goodness too. Hallelujah. We are so blessed to have him as our father. What a faithful father he is. What a good God he is. What a merciful Savior he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so thankful tonight for another opportunity that he has given to us to come together around the word of God. And uh, wherever you are, thank you for uh, joining us. And whatever platform you might be joining us on, thank you for being a part of our Bible study tonight. Hallelujah. This is exciting. We just keep on going. Um, and we have learned and we are learning um, the keys and the roots of success. Um, we are learning how to arrive at our set destination, the place that the Lord has ordained for us. We're truly excited about the goodness of God. I know um, just doing this over and over and over again can can be challenging for many of us um, getting around the word and, and especially times of the year when there's so much else you could be doing it's understandable maybe in the winter everybody's locked in anyways you just want to stay inside because it's too cold out and whatever there's stuff going on or maybe there's just terrible weather out there but times when it's so nice and it's so beautiful and, you know, we all just want to stay out there and, and do as much as we can um, um, and, and, and have as much fun as possible uh, before night falls. Uh, certainly, it can be challenging to take an hour, or 45 minutes, 30 minutes out of that to want to sit around the Word of God in a Bible study. But what a blessing it is. The Bible says that we are noble, that we're noble when we when we prioritize the Word of God, and, and, and the Word of God says that there are, there are benefits, there are blessings. One of those benefits is, is that the Lord will actually help us to succeed. Like the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you meditate on it day and night, observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then you will have good success and make your way prosperous. Make your way prosperous and have good success. Well, what's that telling us? That the more we prioritize the Word of God in our lives, whether it's in our personal study time, meditation time, or public times of getting around the Word like this and studying and receiving, the Bible says the Lord is pleased with us. And by doing that, we are making our way prosperous. And we are laying hold on the success that God has for, for us. So, welcome to tonight's service. There's more success for you God has guaranteed your success. He has prepared it. And I'm so excited to jump in, to dive into whatever he has for us tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Can we share a word of prayer before we get into the word of God? Father, we thank you so much again for tonight, for your goodness and your loving kindness to us. 
Lord, for your faithfulness and everything that you do in our lives, how you watch over us, how you keep us, how you protect us. Father, it is such a privilege to be able to come around your word again tonight. And Lord, we yield ourselves to you. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for that which you have prepared for your people. Thank you, Lord, for all of my brothers and sisters, everyone that is under the sound of my voice tonight, wherever they are joining this service from, I pray the blessings of heaven upon them. I pray, Father, that you visit them with your word tonight. I pray, God, that you grant them illumination and understanding. Open their eyes and open their ears and open their hearts. And Father God, let them, help them make their way prosperous tonight. All of us, help us, Father, find the good success that you have guaranteed to us. We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. We are discussing guaranteed success and divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. And wow, glory to God. We've been on this for quite a few months now. Um, Such a powerful series of studies. I'm so excited, so thankful. And we're diving into it again tonight. I hope you have your Bibles whatever or whatever devices you use in accessing the Word of God. Our theme scriptures, 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. David said in the New Living Translation, David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged in every detail, arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Third John and verse 2, the Bible says that I pray. In the Living Bible, it says, I pray that all is well with you and that you are doing well in your soul as well as you are in your physical body. To succeed in life is to do well is to do well in every area of your life. That's the will of God for you. That's the will of God for me. Amen. And then, of course, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, which um, um, I read or, uh, or quoted earlier. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will observe to do according to all that is written therein. And for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have Good success. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, good success is mine. Say it again, good success is mine. Success is guaranteed for me by my heavenly father and by my covenant with him. Therefore, good success is mine. Glory to God. Last week, we spent most of that service just talking about the spirit of excellence. Glory to God. Wow. Hallelujah. Woo, glory, glory to God. That, that was so good. That was so good. I trust God you are walking in the spirit of excellence. I am walking in the spirit of excellence. Even I got challenged last week. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I won't tell you how or in what particular, what part of the, what part of the message or the teaching, but I did receive, I received mine. I mean, every part of it was good, but there was some, there was some really, important key things that the Holy Spirit was saying to me. That's that I need you to pay attention to that one. I need you to do something about that. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. I will. And I will. Glory to God. And I hope that that same experience was yours. And and as we do that, as we continue to yield to the Holy Spirit, you know, we're all growing 
this is a journey and it's the word of God that's shaping our lives. And uh, you may even have heard so many things in the past and you've done them, but you hear them again and it's like, whoa, did I let that drop or did I stagnate? Or that needs fresh attention, right? Amen. And that's what we ought to do. Well, our current theme scripture for this series of uh, this section of our, our discussions and our studies is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. And there Paul says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, or I am who I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. We have said this um, over and over in our previous services, and it's, it's worth repeating it again. When grace meets abundant labor, Opportunity explodes, manifestation happens, and success is created. When grace meets abundant labor, opportunity explodes, manifestation happens, and success is created. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about the abundant labor of success. Abundant labor that is required to succeed. And we've talked about prayer, the abundant labor of prayer, how we need, we need to be effectually and consistently committed to the ministry of prayer in order to succeed in our lives. And then we talked about the spirit of excellence, which we really devoted the bulk of our time to last week. And today, tonight, and into our next um, couple of services or so, I, I really want us to focus very strongly on what, I've, what I have called um, desperation and importunity for success. Desperation and importunity for success. How badly do you want to succeed? How badly? Well, that is very important. That is, so, that is one of the most important questions that a believer, any human being must ask themselves in, in their aspiration for success in any area of their lives. How badly do you want it? You know, um, one of the areas where I find out that the enemy really attacks us in the body of Christ a lot. I mean, he attacks everything. He attacks finances, attacks uh, our ministries, attacks our faith, attacks our aspirations, our goals, objectives. And one of the greatest areas where Satan really almost seems to constantly have an open door to attack us in the body of Christ is in the area of our relationships. Um, because he knows that when we're together, when we're one, we cannot be stopped. When the love of God is truly working and operating in our lives, we can't be stopped, right? So Satan is constantly trying to sow doubts and sow unbelief and sow suspicion and sow division and sow all sorts of things between believers 
just so that we cannot be one. I mean, think about the power of the prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ prayed just before he went to heaven in John chapter 17. I mean, the bulk of that prayer, one of the most important things he asked the Father was, Lord, that they may be one like you and I are one. Oneness in the body of Christ is so crucial. You know that when in the the Tower of Babel, when those early people were trying to build that tower, God saw them, he said, their language is one, so therefore anything they have desired to do will not be held back from them. That's really the way it is for us in the body of Christ. So what does Satan do then? He attacks our oneness. He attacks us. And and um, many times he, he succeeds in pulling us apart and separating us from one another so that we can really achieve some of the things that we're trying to achieve. It's also one of the reasons why you have a lot of divorce, right? A lot of divorce in the world. But not just in the world, but even in the body of Christ. Even in the body of Christ, right? Uh, because Satan just wants to pull us apart. He knows that together as one unit, there's so much we can accomplish together. There's so much we can accomplish together. If there's somebody listening to me tonight and you are considering tearing apart your relationships and you, you just want to separate yourself or you just want to get away from those people, you just want to, don't do it. Don't do it. Satan is trying to get you away from, he's trying to get you away from your path of success. Don't do it. Now, Many times when he doesn't succeed in tearing us apart, when we don't go our separate ways, we don't get a divorce or say bye-bye to that Christian or that person and just don't, you know, we don't want to see them, we don't want to talk to them. (laughs) When When he doesn't achieve that, maybe we stay together somehow. You see, he sowed so many, so many seeds of conflict and division that there is, even though people are together, they are not really working in love. You can see they're not walking in love. There's such lack of friendliness, lack of, of goodwill, lack of love, lack of, um, lack of, um, of good desires for one another. When, when good things happen in somebody's life, people don't even, can't even rejoice over it. They can't even celebrate. There's so much work to celebrate goodness, the goodness of God in the lives of the saints. It's so much work because that love isn't really there. And I know sometimes there are authentic reasons why we struggle in the area of love and oneness, but there is no reason that is good enough for us to stop working in love because love is really your strength. Hallelujah. Love is your power. There's nothing as powerful as love on this earth today. So then when we give up, our ability to love, love God, love people, love one another, we've given up. We've given up one of the greatest ingredients that God has given to us for success in our life. So Satan constantly works to tear believers apart, to stop us um, so that we can't achieve the things that, that the Lord um, has prepared for us. But that's not, that's not you and I, right? That's not you and I. You and I are going to keep walking. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep walking in love, right? If if somebody does us wrong, we'll go tell them. And if we feel like they are not ready to hear it yet, yeah, we'll pray for them, but we keep walking in love. Hallelujah. You and I keep being good. 
Don't stop being good. Some people say, oh, but I've, I've done so much good. How can they treat me like that? How can they reward me? Don't worry about this. Don't even think about it. Don't even pay attention. Don't even give it any airtime. <laughs> Just keep on walking in love. No matter what hand you have been dealt, no matter how badly you have been rewarded for your goodness, don't worry. Just keep walking in love. And your heavenly father, who sees in secret, he'll reward you openly. Now, the abundant labor that, that produces success, um, prayer. We must be consistently um, committed to prayer. But in addition to that, we've got to walk in the spirit of excellence. We've got to walk in the spirit of excellence. We've got to put on that spirit of excellence. Now, the next thing is how badly do you want it? Desperation and importunity for success. How badly do you want it? Because when you really want it badly, there is nothing that you see, nothing that you experience that is going to stop you from going after it. There is nothing that the devil throws your way. There is nothing that happens in your life that is going to stop you from going after that success. So the question really is, how badly do you want it? It's one of the greatest questions we must ask ourselves. How badly? How badly do you want to succeed? How much, how desperate are you? How importunate are you? Let's read a couple of scriptures, first from the New Testament. Uh, we know the story. Let's, you know, let's not start from the importunate, uh, that widow. Let's start from that, that place where the Lord Jesus Christ was ministering. And, uh, in Luke chapter five, and there were so many people there, but, you know, the Bible, Bible said the power of God was there to heal, but nothing was really happening until this desperate paralytic came in, dropped by his friends. They were so desperate, they were willing to do anything. They broke somebody's roof to get into that meeting where Jesus was, to get into that service. Nothing was going to stop them. They probably incurred some debt, (laughs) breaking that roof to get in there. But guess what? After that man got healed, he was able to pay off the debt. They were willing to do anything. They were willing, they were truly desperate. Let's read it in Luke chapter 5. Let's read it from, uh, well, I know it starts that, their story from, uh, um, let's start from verse 17. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. Look at it right there. It says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. All these people that were sitting in the same room with the Lord Jesus Christ, there were, there were many of them that were sick. Many of them needed the power of God. Many of them needed healing, but they couldn't experience. The Bible says the, the power of the Lord was present to heal them, but there was really no report of anybody being healed, right? Until a desperate man showed up. A man who was desperate for healing. You know, saints, How desperate you are for success determines how easy, how possible it is for the way to be paved for you to truly succeed in life. If you are truly desperate for success, if you are truly importunate 
Like, I want it by all means. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Then you cannot be denied. You cannot be denied. It doesn't matter what shows, it doesn't matter what obstacles you encounter, you will not be denied. You just keep saying, I've got to get it. I've got to have it. This desperate man showed up in um, verse 18. And behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in, and they lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring, listen now, there was no way. They could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. What did they do? They went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. They couldn't find a way. So what did they do? You know, they were saying, everywhere they turned, they said, there's no way. Everywhere they tried, there's no way. They tried no way. They tried that no way. They tried this no way. They said, you know what? We're going up. There is always a way up there. <laughs> that's, that's a powerful revelation for you right there. Amen. Amen. If you've tried everything around here and all you keep hearing is there is no way, there is no way, there is no way, go up there. There is always a way up there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put on your garment of prayer. Take on the garment of faith. Look up. Lift up your eyes. There is always a way up there. This man. Hallelujah. They went up there. They went to the house top. They broke something and they let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, man, your sins are forgiven you. The man received his healing because he was desperate. He received his healing because he was importunate. What about that woman, uh, that importunate widow? Luke chapter 18. This is a very popular story. Let's read it real quickly here before we move on. Luke chapter 18, and he spoke from verse 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end. Or let me read in the Amplified. Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Look at that. (laughs) He told them the parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, Faint, lose heart, and give up. If you really want to succeed, you can't afford to faint. If you really want to succeed, you can't afford to stop praying. If you really want to succeed, you can't afford to be a coward. If you really want to succeed, you can't afford to lose heart. Be discouraged. No, 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 no. You cannot afford. If you want to succeed, if you truly want to succeed. If you truly want to succeed, you must never, ever give up. Ever, 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 ever give up. You must never, ever, ever, ever tolerate the thought of giving up. Verse 2, he said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither neither reverenced and feared God, nor respected or considered man and there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him kept coming kept coming kept coming and saying protect and defend and give me justice against my adversary and for a time the king will not the judge would not but later he said to himself though i have neither reverence or fear for god nor respect or consideration for man Yet because this widow continues to bother me, 
I will defend and protect and avenge her lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continual coming or at the last she come and rail on me or assault me or strangle me. Look at what the judges say. Jesus said, then the Lord said, listen to what the unrighteous, the unjust judge says. And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? Hallelujah. Look at what that judge said. By her continual coming. By her continual coming. That woman was an importunate. That woman was desperate. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. That woman was, she just will not take no for an answer. She will not take no for an answer. Glory be to God. She will not take no. How about you? How desperate are you for success? Are you going to quit, turn back, and go back home because things haven't worked out the last 10 times you tried? (laughs) Are you going to pack it up, pack it in, and quit because the promise doesn't seem to be happening, to be coming, to pass. It seems to be tiring. You don't even know, will it ever happen? Are you going to give up? Are you going to lose hope? Are you going to quit on the promise? How badly do you want to succeed? How badly do you want that miracle? How badly do you want to be blessed? Remember the story of Jacob in Laban's house? I know there's so much we can say there, but I'm not going to give that much time to it just because I have so much ground I need to cover. My time is, I know it's going to it's going to go really quickly here. But remember the story of Jacob in Laban's house, how he was desperate to succeed. And at a point in time, he wanted to leave and Laban came to him and says, no, 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 just assign me your wages. What do you want me to pay you? And Joseph said, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, then I'll stay. He so badly wanted to succeed. And, and the Lord gave him a supernatural, through, through genetic, supernatural genetic engineering, God gave him a supernatural breakthrough. You know what a breakthrough is? Let me read what the definition of a breakthrough is to you from my notes. People, people, people who quit never find a breakthrough. The people who give up will never find breakthroughs in life. The people who turn around and go back will never find breakthroughs. The people who lose hope will never find breakthroughs in life. You know what a breakthrough is? A breakthrough is an act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restriction. A breakthrough is an act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restriction. 
something that just would not budge, right? But finally, have you seen people just trying to push through something, get through a wall, get through something, and they keep trying, and they keep nothing, and they keep going at it, and they keep going, and finally, finally, something pierces that wall, and it breaks up for them. That's a breakthrough. An act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restriction. You can never find breakthrough. You will never know breakthrough if you are somebody that gives up. Breakthrough is directly connected to success. Is directly connected to success. Listen to another definition here of breakthrough. A major success that permits further progress as in science, technology, or personal endeavors. A major success that permits further progress as in science, technology, or personal endeavors. I know somewhere down down the road, as we keep going here in our studies, we're going to talk when we get to the section where we talk a lot about advancing through adversity in life and how people, we're going to talk about a lot of people who found success just because they would not quit. Just because they will not go back. They will not go back home. They will not turn around. I know we'll get there. The Lord will help us. But, you know, breakthrough, breaking through requires that we're willing to be importunate. That we're desperate enough for it. And Jacob was. Jacob was desperate to succeed. Finally, the Lord gave him a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. And he became wealthy, amassed so much wealth. And, uh, of course, long story short, he was leaving Laban's house and going back home. And you know this story on his way um, out with his entire family. An angel um, encountered him in the night. In, in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24, Jacob and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. He would not quit. He would not quit until God gave him a breakthrough. Do you know God is actually called the Lord of breakthroughs? Do you know that? <laughs> Do you know there's a scripture in, um, in, in the Chronicles where David said he called God the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. Look at that real quickly. Look at look at um look at uh second first chronicles 14. Let's go there real quick. We're gonna come back to read about Jacob here. Look at first chronicles chapter 14. Why am I talking about breakthrough? today, tonight. Because breakthrough is what you find when you repeatedly with desperation and importunity go after success. And the Bible actually calls God the Lord of the breakthrough. It was David who called him that. Look at it. 
First Chronicles chapter 14. Let's read from verse 8 here. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it, and he went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and will thou deliver them unto my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they came to Baal Perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God has broken in upon my enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. That's verse 11. Let's read verse 11, 1 Chronicles 14, 11. Let's read that from the Amplified. He says, so Israel came up to Baal Perazim and David smote the Philistines there. Then David said, God has broken upon my enemies by my hand like the bursting forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim, the Lord of breaking through. The Lord of breaking through. Do you know the Lord is the Lord of breakthroughs? But he only gives breakthroughs to those who keep going, those who will not be broken. The Lord only gives breakthroughs to those who will not be broken. Those who keep going. Those who keep going. The Lord, I'm going to say that again. The Lord only gives breakthroughs to those who will not be broken. The Lord only gives breakthroughs to those whose will will not be broken. The Lord gives breakthroughs to those whose dreams will not be broken. The Lord gives breakthroughs to those whose hopes will not be broken. The Lord gives breakthroughs to those whose aspirations will not be broken. The Lord gives breakthroughs to those who will not stop going. Who will not stop going. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Jacob in Genesis chapter 32. Verse 24. And Jacob, Jacob, was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go. Let me go, for the day breaketh. And the angel, and Jacob said, I will not let you go except you bless me. The angel said, day is about to break. I can't be here for people to see and recognize who I am. Let me go. Let me go. What did Jacob say? I will not let you go until you bless me. Oh, I love that. Oh, I so love that, my friends. That's, that's desperation. For the blessing. That's importunity for the blessing. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go. Oh, hallelujah. I will not let you go. It doesn't matter how many times it hasn't worked. I'm not quitting. 
It doesn't matter how many times I haven't seen the promise. I'm not turning back. I will not let you go until you bless. I know you will bless me because you are the Lord of breakthroughs. I know you will bless me because you are a covenant-keeping God. I know success is within my reach because you guaranteed it. But until it comes, I will not let you go. No matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I experience, I will not let you go until you bless me. As long as it depends on me, I will not let you go until you bless me. Hallelujah. And he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And the angel said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and with men, and you have prevailed. I like the way he puts it in the Amplified in verse 28. He said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, supplanter, but Israel, a contender with God. For you have contended and you have power with God. And because you have power with God, you have power with men. And you have prevailed. You have prevailed. I prophesy to you that you will prevail. In fact, I make it a, a declaration of faith. You have prevailed. Because you will not quit, because you will not stop holding on to the word of God, you have prevailed. Because you will not let him go until his blessing manifests in your life, you have prevailed. Because you will not let him go until his word that he spoke is, is, is fully manifested in your life, you will not let him go. Because you will not let him go, you have prevailed. You have prevailed. And because you have prevailed, you have prospered. Because you have prevailed, you have prospered. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee your name. And he said, why is it that you are asking after my name? And he blessed him there. I love that. And he blessed him there. And he blessed him there. The Amplifier says, and the angel of God declared a blessing on Jacob there. God is declaring a blessing upon you tonight. Your dream and the success you have dreamed about is being made manifest. Because of your importunity and your desperation and your covenant with God. Opportunity for success is exploding for you. Manifestation is happening for you. Success is being created for you. In Jesus' mighty name. I will not let you go. Until you bless me. How badly do you want to succeed? Remember uh, the story. Glory to God. My time is running. I'm going to really try to finish this tonight. So I can, I can go to something else next week. 
Remember the story that the man of God, Brother Jerry Savell, told years ago. He talked about in a small city, a small town, I think he said, uh, there was a very prominent, wealthy, very successful man, every most successful man in that, in that town. Everybody knew him. And there was a young man growing up in that city who heard the story of this successful rich man. And so he tried and tried to look for a way to get to him. He couldn't, but he found out one, he found out where the rich man or the successful man went to do, he went somewhere periodically for fishing. And so this young man, um, mapped out the times when he knew he went out there for fishing and he went after him. And when he got there, the, the successful man, the wealthy man was by himself. And this young man asked, sir, can I please, can I please come? Can I come close? Can I say, yeah, come on, come on. He said, gave him a seat beside him where he was fishing. And the young man said, sir, I just have one question. I've had so many stories about you. You are the most successful man in this town. And, 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 and I, I just want to know, I want to know how to succeed like you. I want to I want to have success like you. <laughs> and the wealthy successful man looked at the little boy, looked into his eyes, and suddenly grabbed a hold of him. This was very, very unusual, but that's what happened. That's the story. And uh, this is the story, brothers. Jerry Savell shared that story. I love that story very much because it really illustrates the power of importunity and desperation. He said to him, um, okay, you want to succeed? The, the young man said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just, I just want to succeed. And while he was talking, he grabbed a hold of him and put his head under the water where he was fishing. And the little boy was struggling for a while, you know, I, you know and he, was, he kept his head under. Of course, you know, this is not recommended, but this is the story. And I like the principle being taught in the story. And he held his head under that water and the boy was struggling and the boy was struggling and he brought him up, brought him back up. The boy was panting. Sir, I didn't tell you I wanted to die. I said I wanted to succeed. <laughs> I didn't tell you I wanted to die. I told you I, said, I want to succeed. And, and, and the, the, the successful man asked him and said, when you want to succeed, as badly as you wanted your next breath of air underneath that water, you will succeed. I really love that story. I really love that story. He says, when you want success so badly, as badly as you needed, you wanted your next breath of air under that water, when your head was on in that water, he says, when you want it that badly, you will succeed. What's the principle? The principle is success only comes to those that are desperate for it. Success is only given to those that are importunate. Those that will not take no for an answer. Those that will not agree to go back home. Those that will refuse to quit. Those that will refuse to give up. Success only comes to those who want it badly to those who are desperate for it. I don't know about you, saints, but 
if anyone quits and gives up on the promises of God because of failure or because of disappointment or because of some things that have not gone according to plan, according to expectation, they have separated themselves from the success that God prepared for them. If anyone at all quits on their dream, quits on their faith, quits on believing God, they have separated themselves from the success that God prepared for them, that God guaranteed. Remember, God guaranteed it, but you make your way prosperous to get it. He is the Lord of the breakthrough, but he's only the Lord of the breakthrough for those who will not be broken. He is only the Lord of the breakthrough to those who will not be broken. How badly do you want to succeed? Oh, hallelujah. There's so much more to go here, but I think I'm going to wrap this up tonight and pick it up from here next week. How badly do you want to succeed? How badly? When, when we come back next week, I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out with, 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 uh, I'm going to start out. We'll, we'll talk about Isaac and then I'm, I'm going to go on and talk about Abraham Lincoln, his story. How badly do you want to succeed? How desperate are you for success? If you are truly desperate, you will never take no for an answer. You just keep going at it and keep going at it and keep going at it until that door opens. You just keep pushing at it and just keep pushing at it. And you keep you you try this and nothing you're gonna you're gonna go and find other ways, go get some more knowledge and come back and do more things. Go some other way, get some more knowledge, come back, do something different. You're just going to keep going. And sometimes it is you're going to keep doing the same thing. Sometimes you're going to keep doing the same thing as long as that's what the Lord told you to do. Until that door finally opens. And you experience the taste of success. I call you blessed. Like Jacob, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. Like Jacob, I declare that you are, you are prospered. You are blessed. Your desperation and your importunity is opening the door for you. In the name of Jesus. Like that importunate widow who will not get away from that judge. I declare in the name of Jesus you are vindicated. The, the, the success you crave is given unto you. And you, it will not take forever. Jesus said he will come for you speedily. He will come for you speedily. Like the man who was let down from the roof out of desperation. Where Jesus was preaching. Who receive his healing. I declare that you receive your success in the name of Jesus. Desperation and importunity is the key.
Father, we thank you tonight. We give you the glory and the praise for your mighty presence in our midst. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us so powerfully tonight. Precious Holy Spirit, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. We honor you. Thank you, Lord, for speaking your word so clearly. Thank you for declaring it to us. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight. Lord, as we dismiss, we know that we remain in your presence. I pray, Father God, that your mighty hands might remain upon them. I pray, Father God, for someone who is struggling to stand tonight, God, that you'd uphold them. I pray for someone out there that is quitting on their relationships or quitting on their dreams or quitting on their on their aspirations. Father, I pray tonight that as they re- receive your word, you strengthen them and uphold them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you'd establish them, make su- your success, your guaranteed success, a reality in their lives. I give you all the glory and all the praise. You alone deserve it. So receive it to yourself. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints. Thank you so much for being a part of our service tonight. Wow, what a glorious one we've had. Praise God for his mighty presence. Well, we're out of time. I look forward to seeing you again. Same time next week. Good night.